Uh, on this episode, we smoke the Leaf by Oscar 10th anniversary Criollo, and we sample some Maker's Mark and talk about Star Hill Farms and uh, the trip that I took down there the other week. I'm Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burnline Podcast. Burnline Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And good morning, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whoever and wherever you are. This is Johnny Midas. I am joined by Nick the Brick McCann. Nick, how are we doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. How are you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. Uh, I really got cut down this week. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I felt like a... Uh, Felt like a Johnny Cash song or something this week. So, mm. got that uh, got that new strain of that one thing that uh, we're not allowed to talk about, or uh, we can have warnings slapped all over our stuff oh, by, by the powers that be. But it it kind of rhymes with bovid, but it's not. That's so. great, man. Yeah, I just asked how you were feeling. I didn't really need all that bullshit, but don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> all right. Uh, we are going to smoke the Leaf by Oscar, 10th Anniversary Criollo. Before we get into that, we have some communication to wrap up. Uh, as always, you can contact us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, and we would love to hear your thoughts about the show, uh, what you'd like to smoke, or what you'd like us to talk about, or questions you might have. Uh, shoot it our way, and if you don't want us to read it on the air, please let us know in the email. Otherwise, we will assume that it's okay to read on air. Um, we love communicating with you guys. Thanks for the engagement and attention. Uh, and, of course, follow us at Burnline Podcast on all the socials, and uh, give us a like and a follow. Drive those numbers up so that we can be awesome and famous. Yeah. And you can say that you made it happen. That's right. That is how it works. Um I just had one listener email. Uh, well, I didn't have just one, but I think one was spam and the other one was definitely drunk. So one that you guys get to hear oh. about. And uh, basically, it's about volume. Um, yeah, especially uh, earlier on. So we had some volume issues on some segments of some shows. Like uh, microphone volume. Yeah, I'm not a sound engineer. I'm a devilishly, devilishly handsome guy with great taste in cigars. Um, you should all... Definitely follow me on social media, uh, like and subscribe. Um, but uh, sound engineering is is not a thing, so it's okay. Johnny is so arrogant in like ninety nine percent of what he does, but then when he's not good at something, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just not good at that." So you know, yeah. we're not going to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's something like that. You know, I mean, I can't be completely fucking awesome at everything <laughs> you're right you're right like there has to be that one thing yep yeah for sure um and so of course it would be podcasting yeah which uh, you <laughs> which you would you spend a decent amount of time doing right, right uh might need to close that loop but anyway uh thank you guys for listening and please reach out use that uh email and use that social media it's pretty cool we also, uh, you'll see a lot of cigars posted on our social that we don't smoke on the show, um, which are pretty fucking cool and maybe tasty. I'll say this, uh, Nick and I are, might not share your palate, uh, but we are both pretty, um, pretty picky cigar smokers, I think. Yeah. So, 
I think it's fair to say that, you know, if you see something on the Burn Line podcast feed, it's probably a cigar worth trying. You know, it's not going to be a, uh, oh, I just felt like smoking something today cigar. Yeah. And if if we do that, we're not going to post it. Yeah. All right. So we also have some physical mail. Dang. That is actually a thing. And that's good because this is a package. And this is a package from Fat Boys Cigars, who is a sponsor of the show. Ooh. And you got to throw that on socials. They have got this packing, like custom packing tape that has got their logo on it. So it's a box. It's wrapped in brown paper, and it's got the uh, the tape on it. That is a really sharp-looking package, actually. It is. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. That that looks fantastic. It Great. looks like cigars. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it looks like how cigars should, should ship. Look, it's a parcel of cigars. Yeah. Ready so, to go? Yeah, Nick has got... Uh, he has got his uh, knife that he used overseas to uh, invade Afghanistan. He's about to invade this box with it, dude. Seriously, like that is a massive knife, like a Texan or something. There you go. Yeah, hold it up to the microphone. I want to hear that shit. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, got that end cut open. It's like Christmas in here, man. Uh, by the way, for all our listeners, if uh, you would like to send us cigars in the mail, please do so. Uh, drop us a line, burnlinepodcast.gmail.com, and we will tell you right where to ship them. We'll even give you a shout-out on the ship. There we go. All right, so we got this priority mailbox in here. Oh, you should see Nick's face. Oh, wow. That is packed with goodies. Yeah, we got to open this shit up. Oh, oh, baby! Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, guys. Wow, that's really that is really cool. That's awesome. Holy shit, dude! Look how many sticks are in here. That's oh. And there's two of each, which <clears throat> makes sense because there's two of us. So wow, that's phenomenal. And a ship with Bovida. Ship with Bovida Man. and everything. I guess you know this is probably how they treat their customers. Probably, you know? yeah. Yeah. Well, that I mean that that is impressive. Like the whole experience of opening that was awesome. That's, that's the one that I want to try. Yeah, that's the jacked original, uh, the first the first iteration. Sorry, I'm just yeah yeah take some, some photos here. We gotta we gotta gram this. Yeah, this is awesome. Also, uh, can you take some pictures of me because I look really sexy today. I think that needs to go on the needs to go on the interwebs. All right, leaf by Oscar Criollo. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. All right, so yeah, let's get into this cigar. So the Leaf by Oscar is pretty famous, um, you know, pretty famous for being a little gimmicky, but pretty famous. Uh, well, you and I were talking about this actually last week. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Um, so it's the one that's wrapped in a tobacco leaf, yeah. and uh, here's what I love about this packaging. I do not like to buy cigars that are not wrapped in cellophane because I don't know what motherfucker touched them, licked them, sniffed them. You wouldn't believe some of the shit I have seen in humidors from some ignorant motherfuckers that go in there and just don't respect other people. A lot of disdain in this room for... Said the guy who was recovering from three days of illness. Illness, yeah. (laughs) Undisclosed illness. Under the weather Yeah. Let's just say bad enough to uh, miss work is pretty pretty bad. Um, this this outer leaf 
what are we going to call this? We can't call this the the wrapping leaf, <laughs> not the wrapper leaf, the wrapping leaf. I I don't know. It's the outer leaf, but it's, it's not part of the cigar. It's the leaf cellophane. Yeah. The well, leaf- no. But I wanted to finish the thought, which is I don't like cellophane. Right. No, no, you right. Right. I like the protective layer that it right. provides, but right. I don't actually like the cellophane. Yeah. So this is the to me this is the perfect way to wrap a cigar. Yeah. It's a natural tobacco leaf. It creates like almost like a humidity modifier. For sure. Right? It can absorb too much moisture. It can release moisture if the cigar gets dry. Right. It protects um, the cigar. There's like, there's probably so much tobacco they throw away or sell to like cigarette manufacturers. Yeah. So like, this is just a great repurposing. Yeah. This is the idea of recycling. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. And so I heard, uh, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was on another podcast, but um, he was saying that the uh this external wrapper was inspired by like this uh Mayan mummy who was holding a cigar like they they buried him with a cigar and it kind of looked like this oh that's cool you know because they didn't have like the super slick like finish that we have nowadays right wrapper leaf or whatever yeah it was more like uh just one or two leaves rolled up yeah back then um so leaf by oscar it's the uh, cigar that's wrapped in the outer leaf Please enjoy. Please do not light the outer leaf. And we have the 10th anniversary Criollo, which is kind of special. And so this, uh, the outer cellophane, I, th- I thought was, it's like a little darker than the normal, the outer cellophane. This cellophane leaf the, is darker than the... God, this is going to be a challenge. All podcasts, isn't I it? I know. The, we'll call, the, out, the protective leaf. The, can we call it, can we, can we just name this leaf Jeff? Yes. And just call yes. it Jeff. Yes. Jeff is darker than other Jeffs. Oh, God. <laughs> that came out wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is, actually. It's a it's it's remarkably dark tobacco leaf. The other leaf Jeffs are, are usually a little bit lighter of... It's the same color as the wrapper. It so is, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost wondering if this isn't wrapper leaves that didn't make the cut. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they do have a uh, very high quality control uh, on their wrappers. Um, like, look at there. Look at this. So, for all of you guys out there in internet land, uh, I actually picked this cigar out for us because Nick the Brick loves... Look how light those are. Yeah, that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... These are definitely dark. Those are Connecticut Jeffs. Those are Connecticut Jeffs. And these are uh, Criollo Jeffs, apparently. Criollo Maduro. Yeah. yeah. It's darker than natural. Yeah. But I picked these out because Nick the Brick loves Criollo wrappers. Uh, so, hope you enjoy it. It is time to... Uh, and it is time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar by Fat Boy Cigars. And don't forget to try the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boys world. And we got a package of Fat Boys Cigars today, so I'm looking forward to smoking those. Yeah. All right. 
Let's go ahead and clip these. And as usual, we remind you to clip your cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. All right, so uh, Nick, why don't you uh, tap out your cigar, start toasting away. I'm going to grab an ashtray and take care of my plosives. And uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Plosives, man. All right, I'm back. The world may resume revolving. And it is time for the official toasting of these cigars. And as always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. We want to go ahead and gently toast this delicious tobacco leaf. I am using my... Well, it's a single soft flame that is kept lit by a single torch flame. So it's kind of a two flame, but it's really a one flame. Um, and depending on how you hold it, you can kind of emphasize one or the other. It's great for anything short of outdoors. It does not work great outdoors. It, you can make it work outdoors, but... And Nick, you've got your three flame flat flame. Gorgeous. Love that lighter. My absolute favorite. Yeah. I take it everywhere with me. Yeah. Very robust. Blowing on the cherry, blowing on the foot to get the cherry on. Yep. I don't, we never pull, at least on the show, we never pull the flame through the cigar. Mm -mm. Never pull a lit flame through the cigar. No, you're right. Um, I don't think we've talked about that, but I, it is pretty common. I'll see people, you know, they kind of do that. Yeah. Thing. yeah. It's hard to, hard to do it like, you know, audio only, mm -hmm. but that little quick puff, puff, puff in, you know, for sure. While they're holding the flame up. Yeah. And it gets it lit fast. Well, they stoke they stoke the cigar basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great, great way to put it. Yeah, it's the it's the most time effective uh, way to light a cigar. It's also the most destructive. Yeah, and it's like I mean, dude, it's a fucking cigar. Like you already yeah. committed to the hour or two or whatever. Right. So you know you might as well not fuck it up at the get go. Spend the extra thirty seconds. So, and here we go. So Oscar Oscar Leaf by Oscar has. A couple regular production cigars, I think four lines. So they have a Connecticut, a Sumatra, a, a Corojo, yeah, and a Maduro. And do they have a Criollo? Do they well, make a they Criollo regular production? Or they is don't. It? Oh, okay, okay. They do not make a Criollo Jeez. regular production. It's a 10th anniversary especial. Sorry, it's my first day in the industry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, special 10th. By the way, we both spend like hours on Google before the show, so don't <laughs> don't be confused by our uh, brilliance here. Yeah, no. Um, but actually, uh, so someone told me. Actually, it was um, should I should I uh, should I redact his name? It was Schmim from Schmigar's Daily. <laughs> um, yeah, name redacted. Uh, also, caveat, the views and opinions expressed by the host of the show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions held by the host of this show. <laughs> um, Lawyers made me say that part. He uh, he was like, yeah, you can smoke the band. I wasn't having a personal conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I heard this on one of his videos. Yeah. He said he can smoke the band. So it reminded me um, this morning uh, I texted the, the f gentleman that represents this company. And I said, do you smoke the Leaf by Oscar band? <clears throat> and his answer, and I quote, no, it's homogenized tobacco paper. 
but just because it can be smoked doesn't mean it should be smoked. Yeah, I mean, technically, you can smoke this entire cigar, including Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't. I've seen people do that. And this, and the band. And the band. Yeah. And the band around Jeff, because Jeff has the same band Jeff, on the outside. But that's that burn would be terrible. Oh, absolutely. It would go up in a ball of flame. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. smolder whatsoever. It would right. burn. Yeah. Terrible flavors. But but you, it will all burn. Right. It's all natural tobacco product. Yep. Um, I guess, you know, that's not that's not super fair because the 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 band is actually a bleached paper made of compressed tobacco. Yeah. It's not I mean, I shouldn't say paper because it doesn't have like the paste additives. It's it's more papery though than any other band. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's uh, velvety. Right. Right. So it's like that natural, but it's really it's really just uh, the sugars in the leaf bind the pulp the tobacco leaf pulp together, but it is bleached. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's it's a weird. Like I said, it's a, I've always found the leaf to be a little gimmicky. I'm not gonna lie, but it's a cool gimmick. You yeah, know? like it looks cool. Yeah, um, and you know, assuming that you're smart enough to take Jeff off before you smoke the cigar, right? Uh, he makes a good cigar. Like it's a, yeah. it's a good stick. Hundred percent uh, agree. So always have enjoyed the. Uh, Leaf line, um, and this tenth anniversary Criollo is new and different and exciting and super good off the foot. Yeah, I thought so. It's so good right now. Yeah, I thought so. Holy cannoli! So this is like a like the Criollo leaf here is the wrapper leaf is um, mm. definitely darker than natural. It's it's close to a Maduro, but it's not dark dark Maduro. Um, it's like a Colorado Maduro. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a it's a between medium and full in terms of the color scale. It is gorgeous. It is, yeah. We kind of skipped presentation. Yeah. So these were uh, presented in a box, right? I I bought them out of the box from the manufacturer. Most of the leaves come in like a tray box that has like four. They have all four, yeah, for all four wrappers. Yeah, uh, these were solo because you know it's a special, unique thing. Right. Um, the box was fine and really goes with the sort of rustic wrapper very well. Yeah. Um, I will say that the, the wrapper on the actual cigar on this is a little bit finer than the rest of the presentation. Like, this is actually a really gorgeous wrapper. It doesn't have that super smooth processed look that we talked about as passe. No. But look how, I mean, the veins are super fine and look, see where the leaf is overlapped here like it's a I do. perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. seam yeah i mean it's it's really uh i'm actually really impressed by that but there's like there's like discoloration of mine there's some lighter spots or some darker spots yeah i've got uh i've got i can see what the leaf is changing color as it wraps around the cigar i don't have like modeling per se but no. it's very interesting yeah it does hold your eye and this is a this is a honduran puro yes and which is not super common. Okay, so I've got to jump into flavor because this tastes to me this tastes like raisin bran. Raisin the cereal? Yeah. You know how raisin bran has got like it's got that like earthy bran flavor but also that sweetness from the raisins like that you know grown in the ground sweetness. But yeah. then on the retro hail it adds a, it adds a complementary component that I can't put my finger on that is really juicy. 
Yeah, I I just I love for some reason I love Honduran tobacco. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I think it's like not used super super frequently, mm-hmm. but like the um, Alec Bradley Prensado mm-hmm. is comprised of a lot of Honduran tobacco, and I think the Alec Bradley Magic Toast is also comprised of a lot of Honduran tobacco, and I like those cigars a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for all of you listeners out there, if you want a real treat, go ahead and buy yourself a five-pack of Magic Toast and put it in your humidor for mm. three months. Mm-hmm. And um, my experience has been it's like a different cigar. You give it three to six months, and, uh, man, it is delicious. Not to say that it's not right off the bat, but uh, it's it gets better. We should review that one. Yeah, we should. Yeah. It would be a good one. I can't. I'm, uh, uh, the retro hail though, like it's a different flavor and it's very complimentary. Yeah. It adds a little bit of spice and just a touch of bitter to offset like the sweet branny flavor from the regular draw. I mean, this cigar is so flipping good right now. Mm-hmm. It's not even like this cigar is one. It's not super full. It's like a medium body. Mm-hmm. But. Geez, it's got that sweetness that's not like a candy sweetness. Right, right. It's a it's it's a fruit sweetness, right? Yeah. It's a dried fruit sweetness. Yeah. Um, but then I like I also get a little kick of spice. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Especially on the retro hail. Right. You'll get that just that little bit of hey, I'm still here. Right. Kind and it's the, but that's not like the sweet sweet and spice is not like a flavor that we usually combine. Right. In food. Maybe that's why I'm having trouble putting my finger on it. Yeah. Kind of like a like a um you ever had like that hot holiday punch? It's like it's like a fruit punch with like spicy cinnamon in it. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. uh, kind of reminds me of that in like the way the flavors play together. It doesn't mm-hmm. taste like that at all, mm-hmm. but sort of a similar experience. Also, the smoke output's really good. It is really good. Look at this burn, man. It burns really, yeah, burn them really well. Yeah. That is gorgeous. <clears throat> the burn line is not like straight all the way around. It's following the natural contours of the wrapper. You know, every time you have a vein, yeah. for example, it's going to follow that. And the actual burn line, we talked about this, is which is you have the ash on one side, you have the wrapper on the other, and then in between you have two stripes, a dark one and a light one. And this one is really gorgeous. Um, but the way that it's burning actually... Uh, Complements like the rustic nature of the cigar packaging and branding so well. I mean, the experience right now, you know, it's almost artistic yeah. at the same time that it's just delicious. Well, it's, and it's like the the contradiction or the juxtaposition of the white gray like ash stacking mm-hmm. versus this. I'm going to show you the picture that I just took. It's I don't know how you would describe this wrapper. But it's 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 there's different colors on it. Yeah, there is definitely. Yeah, it's like tiger stripes. Yeah, in a in a nonlinear, random blotchiness. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, but there's definitely it's eye catching. What I one of one of the things I like about the wrapper is like uh, it has appropriate oil on it. Like a lot of the leaf cigars are oily, but not like, whoa, that's oily. Sure, yeah. Uh, Kind of a matte sheen, you know, from the oil. And it's like velvety, you know. Not not a dry velvety, but uh, 
very like tactily, very pleasing. Yeah. And then of course that goes with the band, which is the same. Right. You know, because it's not, you know, a traditional paper band mm-hmm. that is like smooth and has your gloss print on it. You know, this is matte. The the ink is uh what is it, squid ink or something? But it's something edible. Yeah. Ink as well. Yeah. Uh, it's all food grade, and right. so that's why they say yes. You can actually smoke the the bait. Uh, don't recommend it. Yeah, but you could. I tried it one time. Me too. I heard you could do it. Me yeah. too. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I don't know if it was a psychosomatic flavor difference, but like it tasted it tasted a little bit different mm-hmm. when I got to the point in the cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. It I don't know. It made me like more concerned while I was doing it. Yeah. Like, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Same, I had the same experience. Like the flavor definitely changed, um, not for the better, not really for the worse, but uh, it changed. Um, and yeah, I was the same. Like, ah, should I be doing this? Right. I don't know. <laughs> so and so, I just I tried it and then I pulled the band off. Yeah, <laughs> just smoked the rest of the cigar. So, and for for everyone wondering, I think too, this is what I do with like all my cigars. I don't do this out loud, but I do like I do this kind of evaluation with the cigar to myself yeah every time yeah. i smoke a cigar like I, I i look at it i look at the burn i think about the flavors and it's a good way to kind of acclimate yourself to being able to talk about it and and approach it in a like a more sophisticated but i think it also enhances the enjoyability of it yeah it does for me uh you know everybody's experience is going to be unique to them and you know for some people uh cigar is a chance to feel important right and for some people it's a chance to get away um for some people it's a you know like for for me i'm a nerd on this hobby and it's a chance like in this experience for me this is like taking a tour of honduras you know um so actively like paying attention i think always enhances the experience yeah like paying attention to the cigar and one way to do that is to like have this conversation with yourself about right you know here's what's going on here's what i'm tasting and feeling and all of that uh do you ever talk to your cigar personify it no never i know a couple of guys that do um you know i i don't really you mean like i just named this tobacco leaf jeff yeah yeah <laughs> okay jeff so how are we doing today um yeah so uh we've got i don't know maybe a half of an inch in and uh, so far, really enjoying the flavor profile on this. Uh, definitely has that like, you know, that sort of branny flavor where like it's not it's not sweet, but it is kind of on on the sweet side. And it has like that dried fruit sweetness. And then there's like a sort of cinnamon spice to it. And and but none of them are like sharp and overpowering. Uh, I'd call it a mid-bodied probably. Yeah. Uh, smoke output is good. The smoke presence—it's—it's it's there, yeah. you know. Uh, it's a little light. Yeah, like can't really uh, can't really adjectivalize it. Um, definitely, like the the mouth feel. You know, it, it, it's a, like a light smoke output, but you can taste it on all the parts of your palate, and you can retrohale it with impunity. Like it's not going to punish you for right. for retrohaling. Although I'm, I probably shouldn't talk about that because i retrohale so much that i'm sure my nose nose hairs are like permanently singed so <laughs> it probably affects me a little less than other folks i feel like i feel like the leaf font 
the lettering of the leaf is the same as the maker's. Mm. Oh, that's so good, though. The cigar is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it really is. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Maker. So a f- couple of weeks ago, I had a chance to go to Maker's Mark and tour and uh, participate in a private select event where we picked out staves to finish a custom whiskey. So Maker's Mark does this for certain select clients, which is why it's called Private Select. And uh, I wanted to talk to folks about that because, you know, whiskey and cigars go together like peanut butter and jelly. And Maker's Mark is kind of famous. So for starters, um, I brought two bottles into the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge. Nestled among the complex of rooms that comprises Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, where Burnline Podcast proudly records. And I brought the classic makers and also the makers recipe number 46. French oaked. French oaked. And I will talk to you about what that means. Uh, but you'll notice this SIV with Siv. the star. Yeah. And over here. Yep. Well, that is Star Hill Farm, mm. Laredo, Kentucky. That is the actual place where the Maker's Mark brand is distilled. Star Hill Farm. Star Hill Farm. And it's like a, there's a plant there. Yeah, it's a... Distillery. It's a complex. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some buildings that are old. Right. Right. And a lot of, they're, they're kind of preserved because they're old. Including, there's one house that has got two windows that are at horseback level. And it was the first drive-through pub. Wendy's. Oh, <laughs> no pub. Wow, really? You would ride up on your horse and stick your mug through the window, and they point. would fill it with beer. <clears throat> and you could do that, and not get a DUI. I guess that's true. That is a uh, operating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, it was it like a mystery kind of like a. Uh... You just stuck your mug through and closed your eyes, hope you got something good. Yeah, I don't think they really branded beer back then. Right, yeah. You know, it was yeah. like everything was house beer. Oh, you the know? dark ale again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, there was one beer on tap, mm-hmm. and it was beer. Mm-hmm. It's probably spelled B-E-I-R. <laughs> so before we uh, go any further, why don't we sample this original Makers? So oh. pretty famous. Everybody likes uh, Makers. If you're into bourbon, you got to know Makers. Oh, you want to get a rock? Yeah, you can. Thanks. Fucking Philistine. We we this talked. This is we, your. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is your classic forty-five percent alcohol by volume, okay. which is ninety proof. So if you have a proofing number, it's just double the alcohol percentage, and it has to be eighty percent to be called a whiskey. Whiskey uh, legally. If it's less than eighty percent, um. It will not sell because it tastes like shit. Really? Yeah. So there, there is a, there is a, uh, like between twenty percent and eighty percent tastes like shit. And for a lot of people, it's like fifteen percent to eighty percent. Um, and so good luck finding something in that range. Right. Also, selling it can be very difficult because of laws. So yeah. it has to be eighty percent here in the USA anyway. Uh, to be called a whiskey. Um, so if it's not, 
Like if you were selling 75%, what would you even market it as? You know? So that would be like 38, 37.5 proof? No, it's the other way around. Okay. It would be 37.5% alcohol by volume. So then what is 75%? That's 100 and 150 proof. Which is high. Which would kill you. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, it would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Scottish. I can't can't just drink a shot. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've got just we we're just we just have Scott shot glasses here. We're not. Uh, but we're sipping. We're not getting drunk. So we're yeah. sipping. All right. So let's give this a taste. I think like the vanilla and cinnamon is pretty famous uh, on the maker's palate. Um, very like creamy caramel and vanilla flavors. Um, with just that little bit of cinnamon hot that, you know, comes with a uh, 90 proof bourbon. And it is, you know, like the standard, the standard bourbon is 80 proof. There's plenty of bourbons out there that are higher than that. And you can get cask strength, which is always higher as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're, I don't know, uh, I guess I'll say bottom shelf or like your average. Yeah. It's just 80 proof. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, makers is not makers is sold at 90. Is this one of the bottles that you dipped? It is. So, you know, Makers, If uh, for our listeners out there, if you're not putting a, a name with a face right now, Makers Mark is the bourbon that comes with the red wax seal on top. And these are all dipped by hand. And I can't remember what they said, but I think they said that the people that do this, that actually hand dip them, can do 30 a minute. Oh. And they only do any one job for 30 minutes at a time. <coughs> that's to uh prevent like ergonomic disaster or whatever yeah but do they have the forearms of gods dude like <laughs> so because here's how you do i'm not gonna i'm not gonna actually move the bottle around because it has to go upside down right. and i don't want to spill this by accident but you take the bottle and you flip it over like this and you dunk it and then you you're holding it by the bottom of the bottle uh-huh. and you dunk it and then you take it out 90 degrees spin spin oh and set it down oh so I can see, you know, I can see someone doing that in two seconds per bottle. Ugh. But, uh, I mean, it took me like 20 seconds per mm-hmm. bottle, mm-hmm. and they look like shit. I mean, this one came out okay. This one looks like hot garbage. Oh, you did this one too? Yeah, I did both of them. Oh, what happened here? Well, it's just what happens when no, you're I'm, shitty at dipping. I have never seen this on a maker's bottle. Yeah, no shit, because I'm not good at it. <laughs> But you can see, like, you know, it's oh, got the place to put your... Uh, did you write... Is that your handwriting? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's disgusting. Well, I didn't want them to write it. Now, look at the bottom of the bottle. See that? What is that? You're supposed to write your initials oh, so they can that's call your, you back up to the platform. That's your insignia. Yeah, it's my insignia. That's what you carved into the ashtray that we're not using today. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm going to hang on to these bottles. Like, they mean something to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the whiskey will disappear long before the bottle does but uh yeah super cool uh super cool experience and yes i got to got to dip both of these so that's not this wasn't your first time down there was it it was first trip to makers oh really oh okay i guess you've done bourbon tours at other Mm -hmm. spots in kentucky but not at makers makers is uh star hill farm but yes right so star hill farms makes makers mark yeah yeah and others um, I, th- I'm not actually sure. Okay. I know that Makers has like several, um, 
you know, like sub brands like the Makers 46 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they've got quite a few SKUs, but I, I don't know actually. Now, I believe the tour guide was telling us that, uh, they do age some whiskey for other people. Okay. I don't think they're like bottling it up and they might be, yeah. you know, a lot of that's hush hush. It's just like the cigar industry, right? you know, where I'm, I'm sort of, uh, utilizing production, yeah. um, to keep things rolling, but, uh, I'm not going to necessarily advertise it, especially if I'm making a product that sells for less than my product. Yeah. Right. right? Cause I don't want to cheapen the brand. Um, and if it's the other way around, I'm probably not allowed by by my customer yeah. to say that I'm making it for them because they don't want their brand devalued. Right. You know? So same same as the cigar industry and the wine industry and everything else, and the watch industry, you know, like Tudor Bay. Yeah. You know? No, I don't know, but oh, you don't know about Tudor Bay? No. On on timepieces. I wear an Apple Watch. Oh, good for you. Very yeah. smart. I'm wearing a gold watch because I'm Johnny Myers. Um. So, who who makes the Costco or the Kirkland brand whiskey bourbon? Oh, it's a great question because that's a really good bourbon. Yeah, it is. That is like a a. Uh, but it's like pretty. It's pretty well bourbon. known who makes it. I've heard it. I've heard it talked about before. Oh, who makes it? You want to ask uh, Siri real quick? Hey, hi Siri. Hey Siri, who makes Kirkland's bourbon? Kirkland's Bourbon is made by Sazerac Company, which is owned by Buffalo Trace Distillery. You dumb fuck. Okay, so taking a brief break from Maker's Mark. Man, this is a really good cigar. I guess that's probably not super helpful to our listeners, but if you can grab uh, one of these 10th anniversary Criollos, definitely give it a try. Uh, I'm assuming it's a limited run. I'm not sure, but... uh, this is a really delicious medium-bodied cigar. The uh, burn has been fantastic. The smoke output is good. The smoke is light on the palate. You've got about an inch ash going on there, stacking dimes. Looks good. Yeah, I never ash my cigar. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, that's why God invented dustbusters. Yeah, ours is broken in the lounge right now. So <laughs> donate a <laughs> yeah, donate a hand vac to Union Cigar Hanover. Yes, please. Uh, it's a tax write-off. I think it's it says Barton 1792, mm-hmm. which is the place that they make... 1792, which is another really good bourbon. Yeah, they also make uh, Sazerac. Sazerac owns it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and Sazerac also, um, don't they own uh, uh, Weller? Isn't that the same? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they make they make some good stuff. It's like amazing how in cigars I can just like rattle this stuff off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, they're blended by blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. but I, actually, they own the production, but they don't own the distribution. They own the. And it's like with bourbon, I'm like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. is that the same one as the? Yeah, this is not a bourbon show. This is a cigar show. Uh, there's probably good uh, whiskey shows out there, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got friends in Kentucky, and uh, they're really into bourbon. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic because, you know, they'll send me bourbons, they'll recommend bourbons, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so kind of, you know, kind of have the hookup. Um, and I think bourbon, you know, pairs pretty well with cigars. Um, to be honest with you, my default uh, whiskey pairing is probably brandy. I just find that. Yeah. The, 
I find that the like the grapes origin just pair really well with tobacco. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my default. But bourbon's probably second. That's super. Think, uh, that's super French of you. Is it French? I don't know. I prefer Armenian brandy. What about cognac? That's French, right? Cognac is brandy from yeah, yeah. the cognac region, France. From yeah. France, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, easy to find because it's cognac. Just like bourbon is, you know, a fifty-one percent corn mash bill right. aged in charred oak barrels. Yeah, you can do that anywhere. They make it in Japan and it's really good, but they can't call it Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, right? Legally, because it's not from Kentucky. Um, so uh, that's the regular makers. Now, this over here is the makers number forty-six French oaked, and so. Basically, what happened was, you imagine a uh, imagine a barrel, which is actually called a cask. A barrel is a unit of measure. But so imagine a whiskey cask, and you're looking at it side view, and you cut it in half from top to bottom, so you can see the inside. Can you imagine when that? it's laying on its side? No, standing up. Okay. Okay, so it's standing up, gotcha. and you're looking at it from the side, side and it's view. cut in half, so yeah. you can see inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The barrel. Well, what gives the what gives the whiskey its flavor? The wood, right? So if you can increase the surface area of the wood, you can increase the flavor. Yeah, that makes sense. So somebody came up with this idea from the head of the barrel suspending 10 strips of wood through the barrel. So now imagine these strips going from top to bottom okay. inside that barrel. Yeah. It's cut in half, right? Um, those are called staves, oh. and that's what you finish the bourbon with. So when we do the private select tour, we are starting with a cask of barrel strength, which means it hasn't been diluted yet, You know, so it's probably 114 proof, something like that. Okay. So you're starting with the cask, and they literally take the cask, and they remove the bunghole. They drain the that's cask. A, that's not what it's called. Yes, it is. The bunghole? Yes. All right. Where do you think that word came from? I don't know. Um, a ship. A pirate ship. <laughs> Honestly. Yes. So um, they, they remove the bunghole. What do they do with the excess bungholes? They, they, they put them back in the barrel. Would you stop? I'm being serious here. So they remove the bunghole and they drain the cask and they open the cask and they affix these staves and then they re-raise the cask, which is what it's called to put it back together. How many staves and then per they, barrel? Ten. Okay. And then they pour the whiskey back in, and then they put the bung hole back in, or the bung plug, or the bung. I think it's just called the bung. Anyway, um, so they're Ten. all bunged up. And what kind of wood is the are the staves? The French oak? It's French oak, which is why it's called French oaked. But the barrels are not French oak. Well, so the barrels are white oak, but if you're a uh, forester, there's actually like five breeds of oak that are really white oak but they're just slightly variant and have slightly different names. Uh-huh. And those are all, like, you can legally use them to okay. make white oak barrels. Okay. Um, and then they put it back in, and they finish it, and it, it's, I think it's like 90 days. It doesn't take long. You can really overdo it. That's a lot of extra surface area. Um, oh, you can, like, over-infuse totally, yeah. the wood flavor? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, you don't you don't want to overdo it. So... We're going to go ahead and try this number 46, and we can compare it to 
uh, the regular makers and see if you can sort of taste the difference there. So I'm going to go ahead and pour you a little shot of this. Pardon my boarding house reach over here. Thank you, John. You're quite welcome. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give this a little sip. He told me, smell it with your nose, with your mouth open. Yeah, so <clears throat> if you want to uh, smell whiskey as opposed to wine, what you do is you stick your nose as far in as you can, and you leave your mouth wide open, and then you breathe in, and that kind of uh, suppresses the harsh. So I'm demonstrating for Nick. Y'all can't see over the air, but this is uh, this is how they did it on the tour. So I'm just going to copy what they did with their body and show you. And it lets you get the flavors without the alcohol just searing your nostrils closed. Jeez. Right? I, like, I hardly drink. It's pretty amazing. So if you taste them back to back, the original has a much more pronounced like honey caramel finish. Yes, it's, it's way sweeter. And the 46 has a spice to it. It's a freaking punch. It's sharp. Yes. Um, wow. It is not that much more alcoholic. It's 47%. That's just, it's, it's flavor. The difference yeah. is flavor. So this is 94 proof versus 90 proof. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has a, a sharp, spicy wow. uh, finish to it. The, the nose on the 46 has a, uh, I, I guess, really the same. Like, you can yeah. just taste, and it's, it's like... Uh, all the spices you would think of when you think of like you're you're getting ready to bake for the holidays, mm-hmm. um, it's that whole palette of spice range there. Um, so yeah, a noticeable difference, and the only difference is those ten staves, and uh, so so on these staves they actually cut grooves all the way down the the stave. Oh. Which increases the surface area, like a bunch of grooves, or just one, or three. A bunch of grooves, like okay. it looks like a, a ruffles potato chip. Wait, right. they do it horizontally, or they do it—they do it top to bottom, top to bottom. Okay, and then they toast it before they put it in. Yeah, just like the rest of the oak, the charred part. Yeah, with they a, actually like a blowtorch, uh, infrared, and oh. what that means is the peaks are more charred uh-huh. and the valleys are less charred. Oh. So you have more surface area to to cover the whiskey, and you also have um, a range of flavors there. From a lot of char to almost no char. Right. Right. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, like there's a, a lot of like, that's why it says number 46. It took 46 tries. Good God, man. To get this right. That's oh. why That's why it's called Maker's 46. Oh. Um, and technically it's Bill's recipe number 46. Bill's recipe. So Bill um, was somebody who worked for Maker's Mark. Jeff is a rapper that wraps the actual wrapper of the cigar that we're smoking. I'm looking at Jeff, and I'm looking at Bill's creation. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of which, uh, this uh, Leaf by Oscar 10th anniversary Criollo that we're smoking. Um, so far, I guess, uh, what are we, an inch in? Inch in a... I'm in the second third. Yeah, I'm just I'm just about there. I'm just transitioning. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a really good cigar. This... Uh... I mean, the pairing's decent. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily pairing. I'm just, I've just taken two sips of makers throughout the course of this cigar, but um, it's a, it's, it's pretty complimentary. Yeah. So we weren't intending to pair on this show per se. 
Um, but now that you mentioned, of course, bourbon is very forgiving with cigars. That's yeah. what I like about bourbon. Um, I think the only challenge with bourbon is uh, the same challenge that all whiskeys have with cigars, which is, you know, that alcohol does harsh your palate fast. Yeah. It just numbs all of your taste buds and right. stuff. It's well known. Um, you know, people in the whiskey industry are well aware of this. They will typically uh, eat like a uh, cracker. Like in between. Non, yeah, like a non-salted saltine. Right. Um, that kind of kind of cleans the palate. It's a, a reset. Bit. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't take away the fact that the alcohol just soaked into your pores all over your mouth. Well, I think the thought is to like that remove it, it's not a like if you if you drink two consecutively, it's like, "Oh, was that really the taste of the second one or was that how the two intermingle and taste together?" You yeah, know? so in the industry for you know, people that are tasting bourbon you know, that work uh, for Maker's Mark, for example, uh, they will take a sip of the bourbon and, like, shoot it. Yeah. Not a lot, but they'll they'll just swish it around their mouth and swallow it. Uh-huh. And then they take a second sip, and that's how they judge it. Oh. Because they're like, you can't... Oh. Uh, the first one's exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't really sample a whiskey on a fresh palate. It just, for, for starters, the entire rest of the glass is going to taste different. Is it because there's yeah. so much shock to the yeah. palate? Yeah, definitely. I don't know why I yelled there. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so I've got, I'm two-fisting, man. I've got my regular and my 46. So since you mentioned pairing, I'm going to try pairing this. And do I'm it. going to do the puff, shoot, puff. So love this. Love this one. So take a nice, long, slow draw on this. And shoot this. Oh, wow. Wow. That was really interesting because the the way that the flavors interacted, it just released this blossom of like pear flavor. So you've got this. Yeah, you've got this. And... You know, I was thinking about the raisin brand analogy, and and actually that that brand flavor is almost turning into graham cracker. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah on, dude, I got yeah, okay, yeah, okay, right, yeah, on the on the criollo, and then the the spice in the forty six kind of took that graham cracker flavor and made it more like a s'more, where it's like toasted graham cracker. Yeah, and then all of a sudden this pear flavor just kind of blossomed out of that. Wow, as I exhaled, that that's was awesome. Yeah, I love the uh, the shooting the whiskey uh, experiment because yeah. it's really different from like the sip and puff pairing. Um, it's harder to do because you run out of whiskey fast and then you're drunk and you can't taste anything. But uh, <laughs> I like to do it at least once every time. You know? Yeah, I think <coughs> I think that like, tasting cigars on their own is an acquired skill or it's a, it's a trained skill. And then, like, tasting a whiskey on its own is a trained skill. And then I think that tasting them at the same time, too, is a trained skill. Yeah. Like, it's like, I am I am not good at, um, I mean, you know, taste is taste, right? I can tell you what I think I'm tasting. Yeah. But, like, I am not able to dissect the taste of the pairing as well as I am just the cigar itself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely there's, like, a skill and experience there. Um, I was listening to a pretty good video by Michael Herklotz. 
uh, about pairing. And he was like, you know, the uh, cigar is a blend of flavors. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And I think he was talking about wine specifically. Um, but he said, you know, the wine uh, is the same thing. Like they're blending this to, to be in, enjoyable. And, and the art of pairing is figuring out flavors that go together. And he said, just like a chef, you're thinking, well, you know, this over here is fatty, so I want to add this flavor over here that's acidic, and those are going to complement each other and create a new blend that's also enjoyable, right? So not necessarily when you're pairing, you're not necessarily coming up with something that's better, right? but it is different and enjoyable, right? And, you know, there's some things like, you know, I would never pair this Leaf by Oscar 10th anniversary Criollo with um, Jaeger. You know, like okay. that, that just, no, that's yeah. just a no. You know? Yeah. Or if, if I want to be silly, I wouldn't pair it with Red Bull, you know, right. um, because it, it is going to create a combination that is not enjoyable. Just bizarre. Right? Yeah. It's just bizarre. Right. You know, it's like uh, putting orange juice in your cold cereal in the morning. Or uh, like a parsley leaf on your PB and J sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Like that's a pairing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know what they eat in France? They will take uh, French bread and slather it with butter. There's a lot of butter in French cooking, mm-hmm. which is one reason why they're so healthy. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. Like, actual natural butter is, uh, which actually is exa- very healthy. exactly the opposite of what we've been taught like, yeah, in America. Like, yeah. Like, it's actually very healthy for you. And it reduces your appetite. Um, Ooh. But uh, skinny. They will slice um, radishes. Mm. And put radishes on top of the butter on the bread and yep. eat it. Okay. So I tried it one time and I was shocked because it was really good. Yeah. Like I don't even think of radishes as something that I want to put in my mouth. You right. know, it's not like I'm walking around. Oh, gee, I wish I could eat a radish. Today. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, now I guess if you sliced them too thick, it would suck. But right. <laughs> I sliced mine pretty thin, and uh, yeah, it was surprisingly good. So that's an example of a pairing. You know, that might be surprising. Um, well, and I think too works. because like the the bread is like a base, yep, right, and then the radish I think is the is the topping, right? Not in a literal sense, but also in a in a flavor you know mm-hmm. layer sense, where it's like the bread you know you know exactly what the bread's going to bring, and so what are we gonna what are we gonna add to that? What are we gonna sprinkle on top? Well, it's really to, like the bread is like a sugar, yeah, and the butter is a creamy rich fat. Mm-hmm. And then you're adding bitter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just a little acid. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes sense. You know, uh, another thing that you could use instead of radish would be watercress. Um, that would actually work well, too, because it has a similar flavor profile. Well, it's like the, it's like the olive oil and pepper right, that we dip right. the bread into. Yeah. is the same. Yeah. Right? The bread's got that sugar. The olive oil's got the fat. And then, the, you know, the pepper's got that little. That spice. Yeah. Got to offset it. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's what uh, pairing is about for me. So, so a um, little bit more about uh, Maker's Mark, um, Star Hill Farm, big sprawling campus. They have a ton of stuff going on there. Um, they're actually hybridized breeding trees to make barrels out of. Nice. Um, so the like the logging and wood industry around the the whole bourbon thing is actually a real thing yeah they're partnered with the university of kentucky i believe on that nice um they also have like like they rotate crops and fields and they're doing experiments there that's also used by ag students and stuff like that to study you know to to maximize 
kind of the partnership between humans and the soil uh-huh. and the land. And there's just such a really strong conservationist movement. Um, and something interesting that I found, you know, whiskey and cigars, they're both consumables. Yeah. Um, but these companies are not rapacious. In fact, they're probably the best stewards of the land that we have right now. Right. You know, the way that Star Hill Farm is treating the land and using it multifaceted, not just to grow all of the grain that they use, um, but also to teach and to learn and to experiment. But they're actively like figuring out how can I get yields that I need without depleting the soil and how can I leave this as a heritage for generations. Well, that's the thing like is that. that at Star Hill, they, they understand that the longevity of the land right. is uh, equals the longevity of their mm-hmm. own success, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's a, like a logical conclusion they come to, but they then now they're going to do everything they can to, to cultivate and preserve the, right, the land, right. right? And they're all of the water, every, uh, every barrel of Star Hill comes from the same water reservoir, um, 150,000 gallons a day. And I've got uh, some pictures here. A smaller water reservoir than I would have expected for that kind of volume. Yeah. Um, But they're very concerned about preserving that, especially through, you know, the changes in climate we've seen in the last 10 years. It's been uh, challenging for them. So they're partnering with, you know, the EPA and... Uh, universities and stuff like that to you know really take care of the natural resources so that that part of the uh, experience was really cool uh, to see that um they also have this just amazing bar which you know again i took pictures but uh we can't share that over the over the audio only podcast yeah um but they have this huge i mean a 20 by 30 foot installation of glass and it's like stained glass but it's layered so instead of the pieces butting up against each other they're like laid on top of each other nice and it kind of like starts out like red on the bottom and and then transitions to orange and then blue at the top Mm -hmm. and then they have these pieces of glass that are maybe a foot wide by 20 inches long that look almost like leaf shaped but twisted they're blue that look like they're flying off of the installation and up towards the ceiling and out the window. Um, it's it's just uh, grandiose. You know, what what room was this a part of? It's just the bar. Like when you okay. first start the tour, they have a bar and you can you can order stuff. Um, so they had uh, some mixed drinks that I tried. Um, you can also just get like the bourbon straight. And then in the restaurant, which was closed. Um, I, I can't remember why, renovation or, or something. But uh, they also traditionally serve bourbon slushies that I hear are really good, but also really strong. Bourbon slushies? It sounds amazing, yeah. right? Like that needs to be a thing everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, uh, it was a really enjoyable tour, and it's a really enjoyable whiskey. Um, so I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, go out and grab yourself a bottle, and if you like uh bourbon try it see what uh, see what you like see what you don't like and with that i think it is time for our cigar news of the week nick cigar news here is your host nicholas mccain stg scandinavian tobacco group who is the owner of cigars international cigar page um general 
generally right. Sorry, not cigar page. Um, cigar bid. Mm-hmm. Right, general cigar. So every single brand in the industry, basically. Um, they released their quarter two report and earnings revenue was down a little bit uh, year over year. Projections were adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. So John says it doesn't matter. I say sound the alarm. Yeah, this is your uh, friendly neighborhood MBA here. Yeah, on giant uh, multinational conglomerates like that, it's really hard to tell where they draw their revenue numbers and what they're trying to do for tax purposes and stuff like that. Um, It's really like, you know, if they're down year over year and they hit their guidance, that means that, you know, their part of the market they're involved in is shrinking and they knew it was going to shrink. If it's down and they didn't hit their guidance, then it doesn't necessarily mean the market overall is in a downturn. They might just suck at sales or don't have competitive products, stuff like that. But they're so big, you know, they could have offloaded a brand or something. You know, it's just, it's hard to tell. But, uh, yeah, their uh, year-over-year revenue was down 2.3%, which is, you know, not insignificant. Uh-uh. Um, obviously, when you're that big, that's a lot of fucking money. Right. But, uh, and then uh, Fat Boy Cigars has a new cigar out. Ooh. Yeah, Thin Green Line. It's a Candela. Mm-hmm. Um, not your grandpappy's Candela. Right. And this is in honor of our uh, military, correct? Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so same same deal as the Thin White Line, Thin Blue Line, Thin Red Line um, series. I think this is the Boots on the Ground series. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, this is the, the Candela to support the the military. And Is it Wounded Warriors? It is Wounded Warriors. Yeah, uh, that's what I remember because yeah. the logo is easy to remember. Yeah. Um, so... Every uh, thin green line that you purchase, they will donate a dollar to Wounded Warriors, which is awesome. Um, and from everything I've heard, like, this is a special Candela. Um, yeah. It doesn't smoke like your traditional Candela. Right. Uh, so I'm going to try to give that a shot. Yeah. See uh, see what's up there. Um, so new cigar from Fat Boys. Um, STG dropped their guidance. Other than that, it seems like pretty slow news week for cigars yeah pretty slow um and with that uh it's time to wrap this puppy up so coming back to this uh 10th anniversary criollo leaf by oscar um i'm still in the second third and uh it is burning pretty slowly i mean yeah. we've been smoking this for an hour and yeah halfway through right uh, but why don't we go ahead and give it a ranking uh, for all our listeners out there, we rank on a 50-point scale. 10 points for price, presentation, construction, flavor, and experience for a potential max score of 50. We do this to set ourselves apart from the 100-point ranking system that everybody else uses. Um, so, Nick, as we uh, talk about presentation, what are your thoughts on the Leaf by Oscar? Presentation was cool. It was like a, a regular Leaf by Oscar. Um, I like the difference in color band which is a little bit lighter than normal but then the the jeff was a little bit darker than normal um and then the cigar was like kind of ugly but um a nice ugly where the the, the color was you know it, the color differentiated between uh you know dark and it got lighter in some spots um, Intri- maybe intriguing yeah yeah is the, is the right word yeah i'll give it an eight eight on presentation from nick i had a seven uh, for presentation, um, 
the the leaf thing, you know, in terms of presentation, first of all, it is coherent. That's why it gets you know a higher score. Everything works well together. Um, I do think it's a little gimmicky. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, that's it's not always bad, um, but it's kind of one of those like, wow, this is new and grabs my attention when it first comes out. And then you know, at this point, you know, tenth anniversary, um, you know, it's not unique or special anymore. Um, these came in their own box, which uh, you know was fine and kind of just carried the carried the brand along. So you know, uh, man, I, I hate to like shit on somebody's passion project, but it's just a little boring to me. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of why I gave it a, a seven, you know, as far as the, uh, wrapper color goes, I do think a lot of that is actually from, from the Jeff, mm-hmm. from the outer wrapper leaf. Yeah. You know, I think it can't help but interact with the ta- tobacco below it. Mm-hmm. And from looking at the, like you described tiger stripes, that almost just seems like wrinkles on the outer Jeff where they touched the cigar. That, that's what it looks like. To yeah. Me. Right. Right. Uh, and they interacted. So, all right. Uh, so eight, uh, Overall score for presentation. So moving on to price, uh, the MSRP on this is eleven fifty. We're smoking the six by fifty two Toro. Um, now that's the MSRP. You're probably going to pay more than that, um, and that also doesn't include taxes. So now I paid like fourteen fifty, I think. Oh, okay. These, yeah. Um, which I think is a more realistic price yeah. in our our neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, although this was over the border in Maryland, which has more taxes so maybe twelve fifty thirteen in pennsylvania yeah so what are your thoughts on price there it's okay i think that the price is not i mean it's not a steal but it's also not a it's not overpriced so it's adequately priced seven seven on price and this is where we flip-flop i i gave it an eight on price and uh the main reason for that is you know i also consider value so for the cigars I can buy in this price range, this is one I would go back and buy again. Oh, nice. Um, That's great. Yeah. Like it it really does have a delicious flavor that doesn't get old. Yeah. You smoke the cigar down and, and really just keep wanting more. Um, you know, it is a mid-body, you know, so depending on what you're looking for. And while the smoke output is good, it is a light smoke. So, you know, I, I know plenty of guys that, uh, you know, they're they're – daily smokes are like new worlds and padrones and stuff. And, and this probably isn't the, the stick for them. Right. Um, if you like flavorful, you know, mid bodied cigars, it's a great, great hit. So mm-hmm. I give it an eight on uh, price based on that. So, uh, moving on to construction, Nick, what are your thoughts there? Oh, the construction was good. I think that the burn wasn't as sharp as I wanted it to be, but again, as you reference pretty frequently, we're talking and we're, doing this and we're doing that um so the construction was good the smoke output was good uh not not stellar by any means but again this could be a user error i'll give it a seven yeah i've got a seven for construction as well i do have you can see right here around where the cap is wrapped a couple of those wrinkles in there um they didn't end up being tungable so you know sometimes when you have those little variations on the cap they they do stick in the back of your mind and you find yourself like lipping them and tonguing them and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really get to that point, but could be done better. I noticed when you were smoking, there was one point where the uh, combustion line 
where uh, the leaf was overwrapped, it started to separate the wrapper leaf, and it corrected itself. Um, but again, you know, could be better. So I've got a seven there uh, for construction uh, as well. And how about flavor? The flavor on the cigar was pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very. It stood out a lot, especially in the first third. Mm-hmm. I'll give it an eight. Eight for flavor from Nick. For you know, we we spoke about a lot of the yeah kind of the weird but good yeah um, interlayered flavors. Yeah, I agree. So you know, again, uh, I have to credit our toasting technique a little bit. But the first few puffs and the first half inch, super enjoyable. Definitely, I would say, like Raisin Bran with a little holiday spice on the retro hail. Just enough to say, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here. You're smoking me, you know. Um, but nothing that, like, punched you in the face. And all of the, the flavors were, like, subtle, played well together. Um, the, so that the total flavor profile throughout the cigar has been just really well balanced. Yeah. Um, and it's just enjoyable. Like it's a good flavor. The flavors they got to play together in this cigar. So I gave it an eight for flavor as well. And, uh, that brings us to experience. So just off the top of my head, thinking about this cigar, what, uh, what is it? What is its use case? Like we talk about, I, I don't think this is a fishing cigar. I don't think it's no. a you know, doing yard work or fucking around cigar, right. but it could be a football party cigar. Yep. Definitely could be a lounge cigar. Yep. Could be a sitting on your back porch cigar. Yep. Uh, grilling cigar. Yep. So it's, it's fairly versatile. Yeah. Um, you know, it's smooth and medium bodied, which means you don't have to pay too much attention to it. And it's not going to knock you on your ass by accident. Right. Um, you could have it, you know, on an empty stomach, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think, uh, there's a lot of ways you could, enjoy it yeah um for for me in the lounge just uh you know getting to pay attention to it also sharing it with some whiskey you know with another cigar passionado um i had a really good experience i mean i would give it an eight for experience yeah uh nick what are your thoughts i'll give it a seven i think it's it's not an everyday cigar but it's also not a special occasion cigar yeah, yeah. It's, it's somewhere in between. Yeah, um, which is a little awkward, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good call. And that gives our Leaf by Oscar 10th Anniversary Criollo a 39 uh, ranking. So good showing by Oscar. Thanks for this uh, Leaf. And uh, we also got to sample some Maker's Mark, which was cool. So thank you, all of you out there in the interwebs, for following along Burnline Podcast. Don't forget to reach out burnlinepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on all the socials at burnlinepodcast we will see you again next week